Welcome to Talking Club. I'm Emily. I'm Karen. Karen, you sound thrilled. How are you? Well, I've been sick for the last week and I have a headache, but that's okay. I persevere. <laughs> well, today we have a fun episode planned. We did plan this one because of the time Sometimes of year it's that better it is. better to plan things. Yes. <laughs> so we've mentioned before that we have had um, experiences with the paranormal. <laughs> is that mm -hmm. how you would word it? That's exactly how I would word it. So we had experiences when we were roommates and we've also had experiences separately. So we're going to share some of those experiences today just because it's Halloween. So we told the roommate experience on another podcast. And so we don't want to take away from that one because that was actually um, really fun. And we should probably link that or something. Yes, I'll link it. It's the Strangerville podcast. They have a much bigger following than we do. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe some. They also have like an it. actual recording studio. <laughs> they do. They do. So, although you know, just recording here at my house, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> well, no, of course not. But they also, in addition to the fact that people might have heard it on the Strangerville podcast, most of the people listening probably know us anyway. And have already heard this because we told them about it either while it was happening or at some point in the last 20 years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. Well, I'll start. This story takes place, I think, in 2007. I'm not sure. I know um, it was before 2009 because I didn't have any kids yet. And at the time, Dustin and I were living in Idaho and we owned a home and it was just this, um, the home actually originally belonged to my grandparents and we bought it for my grandpa and it's the home where my dad and my uncle grew up in. I spent so many Christmases and Thanksgiving there. So it was a home I was very comfortable in and it was always a home that everyone seemed to feel good in when they were there. So anyway, and at, when we bought this home, this was years after all of our experiences together as roommates. And so I was just, I, nothing really surprised me. Right. I mean, and I was very open to the fact that there could be, um, entities, spirits, whatever you want to call them literally anywhere. So anyway, this they one night, among us, right, exactly. So, so this one night we were, um, in our bedroom and the floor plan of the houses, there were two bedrooms on the main floor and they shared a wall. And in our room, our bed was up against the shared wall. And then in the other room, the shared wall was a closet. The whole thing was a closet because my grandma loved clothes. It was just wall to wall closet. And it had um, those sliding doors that closets tend to have. And, but they were like solid wood doors not like the cheap ones that you have now. Anyway, so this one evening, Dustin and I were in our room and we were watching Medium of all story of all shows to watch. And all of a sudden I heard this noise. And I knew what I heard, but there's always that moment of like, you know how it is. It's like, okay, you're you're going through your mind like 
you're trying to justify that you didn't hear just what you heard. Right. So I did that. And I said to Dustin, did you hear that? And he said, yeah. And we both kind of just sat there (laughs) and he just said, it was probably just a car outside. And at, at this point I had muted the TV as well because I wanted to see if I could hear it again. And we didn't hear anything. And I said, okay, yeah, it probably was just a car outside. And that was a pretty reasonable thing to think because our bedroom had quite a few windows in it and we had a corner lot. And so we were close to the street and it very, you know, it, it, we would have heard a car had it driven by. So we kind of just sat there for a little bit and we heard it again, but this time, like the TV was off. Like we, we, we hadn't muted the TV, unmuted the TV. And it was like clear as day. Someone was in the other room opening and closing the closet store, the closet doors. And it was such an obvious sound that we both like bolted out of bed because we were like, someone is in our house. Right. It was that clear. Mm -hmm. And Dustin got to the bedroom before I could again. So it was just like a stone throw away from our room. And he turned on the light. Doors were completely shut. There was no one there. And so he, and so he went out kind of into the, the entryway of the house and the way that house was laid out, you know, the amount of time it took him to get out of bed and go see things. I mean, there's no way someone could have been there and we would not have seen or at least heard them. Right. So I was right. kind of a little bit behind him and I opened up the closet doors and it was made that unmistakable sound. And I kind of glanced through the closet. I mean, we were a little bit freaked out, but anyway, we checked the entire house. Our dogs were perfectly fine. They didn't see, they didn't bark or anything like that. And our house was completely empty. And so we just kind of looked at each other and we were just like, okay, well, someone was just someone was just in the the bedroom and it it was just really funny because like i mentioned earlier that that room that we heard the noise in belonged was my grand my grandma's bedroom when she was still alive and it was full of clothes like she loved fancy clothes she was always really well dressed and so i just kind of said to myself, well, grandma must have just been checking up on her dresses or something like that, you know, because by that <laughs> point they were all empty. Like there wasn't anything in the closet. So, and, um, yeah, so that was a little bit, that was a little bit creepy hearing that sound. And it was just, I, it was just clear as it was clear as day. Someone was in the room. Did it ever happen again? Um, not that, not that I'm aware of, but plenty of things happened in that house. Um, especially in that area. And this is an experience Dustin had, but I'll share it. And it was, it was just very brief, but he was in our bedroom and the door to our bedroom was open. And so he could see down the hall and he saw someone in the corner of his eye. And he was, he said, it was so real to me. He's like, I started talking to it because I thought it was you. And, and he just, and when I wasn't responding back to him, he kind of glanced over and for a brief moment, saw an older lady in, um, kind of a dark, 
dress with maybe, I can't remember how he said it, but maybe a, a dark dress with maybe polka dots, white polka dots. And he just saw her briefly and then she was gone. And he has heard people talking in that hallway a lot. Um, he, it just that, um, and I, and I do remember actually, this is just coming back to me. I do remember when my grandma was alive, um, her health was in, was declining for quite a while. And she did once share with me that her mom visited her in that bedroom on, on, on an evening when she was really sick. She said her mom came and visited her. Wow. And I'm assuming her mother was not alive. Yes. Her mother was not alive. Yeah. That house was, uh, we, we have experience with negative dark, um, spirits or people, you and I, that house Mm -hmm. was different. It was, I mean, it's as scary as it, it kind of as startling as it was to hear, to know that there was someone in the other room kind of checking out the closets and opening and closing them. It still wasn't it was still good. You know what I mean? Like I've, I felt both that house was definitely the opposite of our apartment. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, I just still spooky when you're not expecting those things. It is spooky. And it it's funny to talk about these things in such a normal, like in such a casual fashion, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's just happened so often that I just, I just want to talk about it. Like it's just normal and real because it is, it, these are just normal things that yeah. happen and they are real. Like I'm not telling the story to convince anybody you can believe me or not, but it 100% happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually found myself at one point wondering during the pandemic, how many people suddenly discovered really weird stuff happens in their house when they're gone all day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And like, I think a lot of the explanations behind it, I mean, like, I know you mentioned before, like, there are, we can spend a lot of time trying to figure out, oh, it was probably just this, like some sort of rational explanation for it. But the fact of the matter is, is that sometimes there is no logic to it. And I wholeheartedly believe that there are just people around us all the time that we don't see. And sometimes people are more sensitive to it. And, and that's why they can see things or hear things. I have never personally seen anyone, but I have felt things I've heard things and yeah. So Dustin is definitely more sensitive to it than I am. So It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what's one of your scary experiences that you've had? Oh, man. Okay. This one's really spooky. So I'll set the scene. (laughs) I was 21, 22 years old. I was a young Mormon missionary. um, And I was sent. I was sent sentenced. (laughs) I was called. You were sentenced. (laughs) Oh no. Wow. I have I have Where? fond memories of my mission. That was not a Freudian slip. That was just a I I don't know what that was. But okay. I was called to serve in the uh Canada Montreal mission, which is 
all of Quebec and part of Ontario. And at the time, it also took up a tiny little bit of upstate New York, too. But that part of the mission is now in one of the New York missions. So, uh, but I was at this point, this was in the middle of winter. And um, this part, of, like I got sentenced, I was exiled to this town <laughs> called Mascouche. Which is actually really close to the main city of, of Montreal. It's just about 20, 25 minutes away. Um, but it's such a different environment. It's really out in the country. And the town isn't a big town. Well, at least at the time. I mean, this is 25 years ago almost. But um, but so it wasn't a, a big town, but it, it felt really like, I don't know. It felt kind of like a village sometimes, but the house that we lived in was even outside of the main center of town, probably about a 15 minute drive, which really sucked when we lost our car privileges for a week um, because there's no bus service out there either. Um, that was a whole other story for another say. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so this one night, my companion and I, um, we had just finished an, a dinner appointment with some a family that was in our, our ward. They were in the church congregation there. And so we'd had dinner with them, and it was still pretty, it was fairly early. The thing that you don't know about a place like Mascouche, Quebec in Canada, unless you go there, is that it gets dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon mm. in the winter. <laughs> so the closer you get to the North Pole, the shorter your days are. And yeah. so the sun would rise at like nine and it would start to get dark at like three or four. Wow. And by by four, four thirty, it was completely like dark nighttime. And uh, anyway, so I don't know what time this really was. It was probably like six thirty or seven PM. So it wasn't <laughs> late, but it was dark. And we had finished this dinner appointment. We were bluntly stuffed, but we did. It was too early to go back to our apartment. So, because our curfew was like nine thirty, we never knocked on doors that late. But it was definitely early enough that it made sense. We'd go, you know, knock on some doors and kill some time for a little bit. So we picked a neighborhood that was really close to our apartment because we were already outside of town we were down the street so it didn't make sense to drive into town and drive back because it's such a long drive so um i let i'm gonna call her sarah that's her first name i won't call her by her last name because that's weird and people who haven't been on <laughs> missions are just like what are you talking about or people that are not in our church anyway. yeah um anyway so sarah and i um she i i asked her to go ahead and pick a street and so she picked this one that um, kind of ended where like there was houses on both sides of the street but toward the end there was a tree line because there there's this huge open field and people would go out snowmobiling out there there were all these trails and stuff and so the end of the street there were only houses on one side and it was like just two or three by that point and there's one house kind of by itself and so we decided to park next to where the trees were and the plan was we'd get out, we'd start at that house by itself, we'd go down one side, cross the street, come back up the other, get back to our car, and then head home for the night. And this was uh, <laughs> a few things to know about this part of, of town. There were very few streetlights, 
So the only light at that point was coming from people's porch lights and not every porch light was on. So it was really dark out there. And also it was a neighborhood that hadn't gotten plowed after the most recent snow. So it's like really slushy and and kind of icy in the middle of the street. Like I said, it was January. It's Quebec. It seriously is like two degrees outside right now, <laughs> if that. <laughs> and so I park the car. And we both get out and Sarah wanted to put on her big snow boots and they were in the back seat. So I'm standing next to the car. You know, I shut my door. She's got the back door open. She's getting her boots on. She finishes, gets out, shuts the door and comes back around to my side of the car. And we stand there a minute while the dome light inside the car fades out. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to do. Yes. And then it immediately comes back on. And we both just were like, what is happening? That's never happened before. Why would it do that? And without even taking the time to think, it was like we were just being pulled. It was like we ha- were not given a choice in the matter. We both were back in that car so fast. We just knew that we needed to leave. We didn't know why. We just knew that we needed to leave. And, you know, in situations like that where, especially, like, you see this a lot in scary movies, you know, or whatever, and people are, like, dropping the keys and they're fumbling with them and stuff. None of that happened. Everything was absolutely smooth. The key went right into the ignition. I turned that engine. It fired up. (laughs) And I made a U-turn. It was, like, safe as can be. It was just, like, we are leaving. There's no, no choice in the matter here. And so... And I can't even fully explain why just the dome light coming back on elicited that reaction in us. It just is something that had never happened and we just knew something was wrong. So again, this road is really slushy. And so I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying to be quick, but I'm trying to be careful and not slide all over the road. And so I'm going along and I can see a person walking on on the side. There's no sidewalks. Um, But he's not walking down the middle of the street, but he's walking off to the side. But definitely not dressed appropriately for the fact that it is two degrees in Quebec and it is dark as night. Well, it is night. Um, And so by by not dressed appropriately, I mean, this guy's basically just wearing jeans from what I could tell. I mean, it happened pretty fast, but he's wearing jeans and a hoodie. And that is it. And the hood is pulled up, but he's not wearing a big coat or anything. And it just was so odd. And I just thought, this this doesn't make sense. Something about this situation does not, it's just, it's not adding up in my brain. Mm-hmm. And he's walking toward us. He's walking down this street and, and I'm driving slowly toward him. And as I pass him, I look over and there's just nothing. I see no face. Oh. <laughs> now, yes, it is dark, but it's not that dark no i should have been able to see facial features i saw no face there was just it was just a void and as this was all happening i just feel this absolute terror something is wrong and i don't know what but when i pass this guy and he's no longer coming toward us immediately that sense of terror just evaporated i felt like okay we're safe we're good And so I keep going and I look in the rear view mirror just out of habit and that guy is gone. 
Oh my gosh. That's so creepy. So we went home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we went home, went back to our apartment and um, made ourselves some cocoa and we stayed home the rest (laughs) of the night. (laughs) Well, and um, like the amount of time that it took you to like see him, to look back on the street and then to glance in your rear view mirror, I mean, was probably what? Like, I mean, it was it was a short amount of time, right? Oh, maybe a second. Yeah. I mean, it was really quick. I was driving slowly, but it was quick. Like it wasn't and where he was, it wasn't like he was close enough to a driveway where he had just like turned into a driveway. It was right. like these houses were kind of spread apart a little bit. It just there there's no place for him to have gone. Oh, man. Like every time you, I, I've heard that story a few like once or twice before. And it is creepy. It is creepy. It is. Yeah. yeah, I actually creep myself out when I tell it because I just can remember every bit of of what happened. And I just remember when the car light came back on, and Sarah and I just looked at each other like, "What?" That yeah. and and that by the way never ever happened again. We were still there for like two more months, and that nothing like that ever happened again wow. with that car. It was just that one night, and and it really was. Even though we were panicking. Even though we were afraid, everything just was smooth. We were able to get right back into that car. We didn't even have to talk about it. We just both knew we're leaving. Wow. And something is not right. We're out of here. And it just, it happened. And yeah. Did he leave prints in the snow? I don't know. You don't know? I I don't know. Mm -mm. I mean, the road, it wouldn't have been able to, it wouldn't have been possible to tell because it was really like mushy. and. Oh, yes, that's right slushy yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah that's creepy i why why do you think things like that happen i honestly don't know i really yeah. don't know i don't know if it was something that um because by the way sarah didn't see that guy i don't know if i've ever told oh. you that part she didn't oh. see him she had no idea that there was a person Ooh. and yeah so that's also part of it it's just like i don't I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it was a like a real person, if that was like something my brain manifested as like a sign of why I needed to get out of there. You know, like I just uh-huh. I don't know. I really don't. He looked fully real, you know, yeah. until I didn't yeah. see a face. But <laughs> um, but he, he I mean, it looked like a person that I could have stopped and talked to. Yes. So it was, I didn't have any reason to believe it wasn't an actual person um, until I was driving past him really closely and was just like, wait, that's <laughs> not normal. Not right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, it's funny, like when you retell stories like that, like, I don't know how you feel when you're telling stories like that, but when I am, I'm just like, these people have got to think I'm nuts, uh-huh. but, but it's also like, it's so dang real. Like there's like, I have no motivation for lying. Right. I'm not the medium or making any sort of money. Right. (laughs) Well, it's also just this, like you weren't there. You don't know. Right. That's true. (laughs) You know what I saw. (laughs) Right. It's totally true. And it's just, and the more that you're, the more that you experience things like that, the more it's just like, there it happens again, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm really almost desensitized to it because every once in a while I'll talk to someone and I'll be like hey do you want to hear about my haunted house stories and they 
freak out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess it would be kind of scary, you know, or maybe yeah. that's not comfortable for everybody. But when you live through it, you're just like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, in the story that, that you and I told on the Strangerville podcast, that experience, I think we made a good point in that episode about how, you know, I mean, it's something like seeing a weird guy walking down the street and then disappearing, something like that. You can't really um, do this with, but a situation where you kind of feel like there's definitely a presence in my house. Uh -huh. When things are weird and consistently stuff is happening, you do, you just get used to it. It just becomes normal. It's just, you know, like, oh, there's the burned out light bulb. Oh, there's the door that sticks. Oh, there's the ghost that turns on the light in the middle of the night for no reason. Yeah. People really are, um, we are able to adapt to our surroundings really well. And by yeah. we, I don't mean like me and you, I mean, people in general, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. You, you just you, get used to stuff. You do, you do. And like, I just have like, memories of laying in my bedroom in that in the 30s uh in the that house and just knowing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just like knowing knowing that there was someone there like I could just feel it I could just sense it and it was like I just grabbed my blanket <laughs> you know like as if Blankets blanket are protection, man. Yeah. I knew this when I was five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> and just being like, please leave me alone. Please me, please leave me alone. And it's, it's <laughs> funny. Like I, I recently, um, I don't, I like a repressed memory of mine resurfaced not that long ago of when I was really, really little living in, uh, in Salt Lake. So it was before we moved to the home that my parents live in now. And, I have this memory and it, I can just like see it in my head right now, like where I woke up to a really just kind of dirty looking man, just like staring right down at my face. And he was just like glancing at me almost like he was mad. He like just looked scruffy, kind of like, oh, I wish there was like a, like a cartoon character I could compare it to because it just like he had kind of like shaggy hair. He, he wasn't clean shaven and he just was, he just kind of like was looking at me like he was mad at me or like he was checking on me. Like, is she awake? And I just remember not saying anything. Cause when that happens, you're just frozen in time. Right. Mm -hmm. And he walked over to the door and he just sat there and he hung out in the room with me. And that that's all I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I asked my mom cause I thought, as a child, I wonder if I had said anything Yeah. like, Hey mom, I saw someone weird in my room. And I asked her about it because I have no memory of talking to her about it. And I just said, did I ever say to you that I saw someone in my room? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you did. And I was like, Oh, okay. And like, that was pretty much all it was. I don't know if she thinks huh. I'm crazy or what. <laughs> yeah. Just but kind of the Weird yeah. things little kids say. Yeah, but homes are. But yeah, I mean, and um, actually, my youngest little daughter has said things. Really? And, mm -hmm, she's like, and she's drawn pictures of things that she's seen in her room. And just because of my experience and with experiences that Dustin has had, we believe her. We don't try to dwell on it too much. Um, but I, you know, I just make sure she feels safe. And say, are you okay in your room? And 
And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of big on like, okay, let's make sure that there's only good things in your room. Let's make sure it's clean. Let's make sure that you don't have any, like any weird toys. Let's make sure you're listening to good music. You know, all those sorts of things that can affect your, affect your environment. Not that I don't even know if it makes sense, but, or if it even matters, mm-hmm. but so it, it is interesting it it seems to I don't know like we live in a brand new house we're the only people that have lived in this house it's only two years old so I don't who knows what was there you know a hundred years ago right exactly maybe we're we're built on a a burial ground or something possible (laughs) or you know it could have been someone's settlement years ago when things happened or a thousand years ago I mean who knows there's so much history right in right. this land that we don't even know about. Right. And then there's also what I think, too, is just that there's just people here mm-hmm. around us, you yeah. know. So it's maybe the, I, you know, we tend to associate it with old homes that are hundreds of years old and things like that, which I don't know if that, you know, but that's what we, that's what's portrayed in like film and on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. But if there's really people everywhere, then it could happen anywhere doesn't matter like the age of the structure but anyway it is it is interesting so we'll see what happens yeah. <laughs> if she continues <laughs> to see things but you know maybe I, I mean i believe her though so yeah I mean, the, the things that she says i'm just like this doesn't make like you just i don't know like there's just this sense of you're not making this up like i know mm-hmm. her well enough to know that she wouldn't be making these sorts of things up so yeah yeah Anyway, cool. Yeah. Well, everyone, um, check out Strangerville. The name of the f- episode is The Smoking Photograph. I don't know. Maybe maybe we could ask them one day to, can we share this on our podcast and see what they say? But anyway, Strangerville, The Smoking Photograph. And Karen, thank you for scaring the crap out of me. That was fun. <laughs> now I get to go... <laughs> deal with how dark it is and it's starting to snow in utah so that makes it even more fun so Uh anyway (laughs) it was good to see you i hope everyone has a good happy halloween and we will talk again later see ya bye